Sessions on 16 as a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Behind me, I've got Kensley and Melody and Dylan, just to add some sauce to the whole thing. So, it's, it's, uh, I love sauce. I put sauce on everything. Um, this first song is called The French Song, and uh, it's got two words of French in it, and I hope you like it. Never heard before Just damn me more It must be 
Welcome to another edition of the Sessions on 16 podcast. As always, I'm your host, Tim Scott. Today we have a very special guest, somebody who I've been a fan of for a long time, and um, somebody who has, I'm sure, gained a bunch of new fans after that performance, the incomparable, incredible, versatile, Talented Chelsea Locklear. My goodness. You know what I'm saying? That might be one of the greatest introductions. Yeah, that's my thing. I got laid on thick. I've ever heard. And now it's just managing that expectation. You know what I mean? Nah, you got it. Yeah, you have a great, you have a great podcast voice. I didn't notice until I saw you in front of a mic. I was like, I would listen. I closed my eyes. I would listen to that. Well, hopefully uh, more people feel the same way about this as we keep going. Yes, well, let's post and promote. Let's (laughs) go. I'm on board. Come on. Let's go. So, Chelsea. Thank you so much for being here. Yes, sir. It's my Appreciate pleasure. Appreciate you. You were amazing, as Thank always. You. Um, So a little bit about what we're doing here with Sessions on 16. As you know, we had Charlotte Shout uh, this past year, and it was amazing. Mm-hmm. Two weeks worth of music. We got a lot of artists who were a part of it. And because Charlotte is an ever-growing city. Yeah. We also have a lot of artists who did not get a chance to be a part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so what we're doing is we're taking this and using it as an opportunity to kind of bridge the gap between the artists here in the city and the audiences here in the city. You know what I'm saying? A lot yeah. of times what we do with putting on shows and putting on performances and programming events and stuff like that, it gets really easy to just put people on stage and the only moment that people really have to connect with them is that moment right there while they're on stage. Yeah. And especially now with social media going the way that it's going and people just have a more burning desire to have a connection to the things that they take in. You know what I mean? So what we wanted to do is use this as an opportunity to give Charlotte audiences an opportunity to actually get to know and have some kind of connection with the artists that they're seeing, that they're hearing about, um, that they're catching and passing sometimes, and just really give them that opportunity to know them more. And then also with this being a part of, you know, the shout experiences as we'll roll these out. You know, we want to keep, you know, the Charlotte Shout name going on and we want to make sure that we're that Charlotte Shout is continuing to engage with artists throughout the year, even when the festival itself isn't going on. Yeah, that makes so, sense. So uh, I don't did you get did you perform with Charlotte Shout this year? Um, I showed up to mm-hmm. and then it got rained out. Ooh. Well, welcome to Charlotte Shout. Yeah, thank you, know? you so much. <laughs> I showed I yeah, I showed up and it was just immediate rain. Yikes. Yeah. So. Yeah. I was bummed, but weather. I believed it would happen again. Absolutely. Absolutely. I cannot see how it will not, and I'm sure we'll all be seeing more of you anyway. Mm. So tell us about Chelsea Locklear. Okay. What's your story? What's my story? Um, I am a human. (laughs) Um, My name's Chelsea. I am, I just turned 30 and I've been, uh, Uh, performing artist for just actually if you don't count the years of COVID it's only been four and a half years which is insane to think because that's not long but it feels like it's just been in the fabric of my DNA for so long 
and I've always been around creatives that I I find to be very enjoyable, and yeah. we always end up doing something. Um, I hail from West Palm Beach, Florida. Or I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, you're from Buffalo. Buffalo, New York. I learned five fun facts about you know him just a little bit ago um, in his collection of things. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm from West Palm. I was born in Virginia, raised in West Palm. Um, came up to the Carolinas in 2016. Worse. And I've been doing music full-time ever since. What brought you to Charlotte? Um, literally, I prayed about it, and God said, go. And I said, yes, sir. Go. Yep. That's awesome. So, so did you start playing before you came here or you started playing when you got here so i started playing just before i got here i actually so i came here and i flew back to florida to play my first ep release party mm. so i was i was living in the carolinas but i flew back down to west palm because that's where i knew all my people mm. that's where all my my friends and family and fans were was yeah. in florida wow that's yeah. crazy so how did you get into playing like how did music start for you where did yeah. where did that chapter start in your life um i always thought in rhythm so it's it's been it was ingrained in my mind it was just there it just existed naturally um i would beatbox in the car drove my parents crazy um but it really started with poetry mm. poetry and i started about uh 12 was when i noticed it didn't sound just like poetry anymore mm-hmm. i didn't know what a spoken word was but that was what i was writing mm-hmm. Um, and I still love that. Like, I loved listening to poets. It's one of my favorite things. Like, I need to hear Jackie Hill Perry and Preston Perry live. I need oh to. God. It's a need. Um, so shout out to them if they hear this. I'd love to hear it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, so it started off as poetry, and then I picked up the tuba and then the drums. I know, it sounds, so, it sounds so random. But to me, I'm like, because it's my life, I'm like, yeah, that's normal. <laughs> I forget when I tell people that, that's weird. <laughs> so tuba was the first instrument tuba, that you yeah. for that. Tuba and drums were about the same Hilarious. time. Hilarious. Sixth grade, 12, 13 was when that started. And then I, like, I couldn't not play. Mm-hmm. My parents would constantly be telling me to close my door because mm-hmm. I was always making noise. And then I got an acoustic guitar when I was like... 17 or 18, I think, is when I got my first acoustic. And I, you know that noise it makes like the mm-hmm. whenever you slide? Mm-hmm. They were like, I can't take it anymore. Stop playing. And I was like, I can't help myself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So the songwriting started with poetry, but I think with an instrument in my hands really started around 16. Word. Yeah. That's when That's I awesome. wrote my first love song. That's awesome. We're, we're really grateful to be here with y'all to... I think disrupt what could be a normal work day. This is a cool way to do it. Music has a way of bridging every gap, no matter who you are. I don't know anybody that doesn't like music. And if I met somebody who did, I'd be super concerned. Because I think that's a soul thing right there. Um, this next song is um, one I wrote about falling in love with the simplicity of a kid. So it's called Like Kids Do. And uh, again, my name is Chelsea. I really love to rap, which is always a lot of fun. To catch people's reaction to. And I hope you enjoy it. You ready, Dylan? Alright. Is he ready as a kettlebell? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> you picked my heart like a daisy. You drove me crazy wild like a little child. Told me, told me, oh, so many secrets on my lips. It tastes like sugar and a bag of potato chips with a bag lays and chocolate dips, but I'm on track. Get back to the fact that time won't spend as a moment pass with you. Not a single finger left in the can because we can. That's just love of our youth. Well, dreaming like I'm a diamond in the rough, right? Got me twisted. Look at you, you got me tongue just a I want to fall in Something like this, you know that I want to fall. 
What's your journey been like as an artist here since you got here? Yeah. Um, gigs as half of my job in uh, 2017, 2018. I think I played a couple open mics in 2016, but I was really just establishing a new home mm-hmm. um, and, and didn't have friends or family here. Like, I didn't know anybody. Right. Um, so that first year was just really setting some ground, <laughs> like putting my feet to the soil kind of thing. But I played a couple open mics, and then I really started playing gigs, like the three-hour sets that you play mm-hmm. uh, play at open, um, not open mics, but uh, you play at breweries and bars mm-hmm. and things like that, um, or the botanical gardens. I love playing there too. But I played three-hour sets multiple times every month. Um, I know some people who do that full time. Mm-hmm. A couple of my artist friends, but I did it. I did it like minimum once a week. It was part of my income. Um, And that was how I gained endurance and I started to gain some traction with people wanting to listen. Mm -hmm. Also got much better at playing live, like significantly better. Nothing will, nothing like, that's like the best type of practice right there. Three hours in a row. Mm -hmm. And I was the type of artist who originally I didn't know I could take breaks. (laughs) So I literally just play like three hours straight. Yeah. And then one time I went to somebody else's gig and they took a break to eat lunch. I was like, what are you doing? (laughs) What are you doing? You're going to get in trouble. And right. like, no, this is normal. And I was like, maybe I should listen to you. I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah. yeah. So that was when the traction started was 2017, 2018. And then 2018 started playing like actual shows. Work. 
and people were coming. Yeah. And I was mind blown by it, but I loved it. So. So when for you, like, when did you feel for yourself, you like Chelsea as an artist? When did you feel for yourself, like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty good at this. Like, I'm doing all right. <laughs> I'm saying I don't know if you're going to love my answer. I I have Um, a feeling I'm not. Yeah. (laughs) So that's just not the way my brain works. Mm -hmm. Music is always an opportunity Mm -hmm. for connection for me. I love what you talked about bridging the gap. Like Mm -hmm. that's my whole mission in music is it's it's a lot of for the conversation that happens afterward. Like every show is an opportunity to connect with somebody who either needs it, wants it or I'm supposed to meet. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I, I think. I really started noticing people coming and enjoying it in 2018. Mm-hmm. That was when it really registered for me. I was like, oh, you're supposed to do this. This yeah. is not just like not to say that this is always negative for everybody else, but I didn't want to do something that was all about me. Yeah. I just didn't. Yeah. And so recognizing like, oh, I'm supposed to do this. And it's not just all about me. Like part of this is for connection. And I love it. It was 2018. So, so speaking of connection, I'm glad you said that. Yeah. So a, a big thing for me personally and a big thing in the music everywhere mission has been pushing for advocating for community yeah you know what i'm saying like Mm -hmm. the need for community here yeah and everywhere Mm -hmm. you know like i mean if you think about anywhere that has a strong music scene with that strong music scene comes an immense sense of community mm. amongst the players in that scene. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You go to New York and, you know, part of the reason why you can go hear, you know, live jazz at any number of places until four or five o'clock in the morning yeah. there is because there is a network and a community of not just jazz musicians, but, you know, the fans who support that yeah. music who they all know where each other are going to be. Yep. They know what's going on. You bump into them on the street and say, hey, yo, I'm looking for some music tonight. And they can tell you, oh, yeah, such and such is going to be here. I'm going to be here. This person is going to be here, you know. Uh, same thing with, like, L.A., you know, Nashville, Atlanta, Chicago. Yeah. You know, so you think about these places with these bustling music scenes, and that community part is a strong piece of it. Mm-hmm. And in in the mission here and our mission to help make Charlotte a place that is more so known and more so recognized for its live music scene. We can't do that without community. So what's been your experience with the Charlotte music community? Yes. So I think in 2018 was when I really started to notice that, Mm -hmm. which was the, the community had a desire to be really strong. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I, I think the longer I live here, the smaller it feels, mm-hmm. um, the more people I meet, they're like, Oh, you're connected to so-and-so. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, we've been friends for years. And they're like, Oh my God, that's my brother. Yeah. I'm like, wow. <laughs> um, I think that I would describe Charlotte as up and coming, mm-hmm. even in community. I think yeah. we're all learning how to trust each other with our craft mm-hmm. is how it feels. Cause Artistry is a lot of trust. Yeah. I, I'm not going to bring someone in a room and show them a song that I just wrote and then ask them to help me on production if they're going to trash it. Yeah. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Um, you know, like there's got to be a semblance of trust, which is what community's built on. Mm-hmm. So I describe I describe Charlotte as up and coming in the community area. I think there are pockets of really strong community, mm-hmm. but I'd say collectively, I don't know. Um, 
I think we're still growing mm-hmm. and like as a whole, which mm-hmm. is this is just a music hub. Absolutely. But like it's crazy the amount of talent I've mm-hmm. met here and with hearts to match. That's mm-hmm. the wild part to me. Yeah. Like because anybody can get really good mm-hmm. or a lot of people can get really good. But to be humble and to be willing to be a friend before your performer mm-hmm. is a big deal. Who are some of the artists that you uh, found yourself connected with in those early days as you were building your own community? Yeah. Emily Sage was one of the first that I ever met. Melody, actually who's sitting across the table from me. I realize people can't see me right now. M-A-J. I just forgot. That's right. M A J. Shout out. All of the shout outs. Um, uh, Greg Cox was someone I met oh, a little earlier on. Um, I met KJ Scriven a little later. Oh, man. oh yeah. Some really good men. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Those are the ones that are standing out right now. I know yeah. I've met significantly more, but yeah, those were, Emily was definitely the first mm-hmm. that I met for sure. So Emily actually, uh, it's funny. Emily is one of the first, not one of. I think she is the very first podcast guest we ever had. Really? Yeah. When we first launched the sessions yeah. on sixteen podcast. So apparently she's she was, a couple people's first. Yeah. Of introductions. Uh, I called her uh, when they said that we wanted to do it, and I said, uh, Emily, I need you to come in for something real quick. Yeah. I I was uncomfortable being you know behind the mic on this end of it, yeah. and I just wanted somebody. I wanted to bring somebody in who I could just kind of sit and have a regular yeah. conversation with. Yeah, she's definitely and then from a good there, one. you know, we were able to kind of build what the podcast shaped into. But yeah. you know, uh, Emily is definitely um, a major a major connection point for a lot of people she is. here in the city. So yeah, shout out to you, Miss Emily Sage. Yes, Emily Sage, you are a grand human. We would like to hear some more from you, Emily Sage. Yes, please. Any time would be great. I said it. Uh, also, we've written a song together. Maybe we should work on that. You know what I mean? Yeah, maybe so. Maybe so. Y'all can do that. Somebody get Emily Sage on the phone. Yeah, excuse me. <laughs> yeah, Adam. Come on. But no, that's what's up, though. That's what's up. Um, yeah, those are all uh, really good people. Um, mm-hmm. Emily, Greg, KJ, some amazing people. So since then, yeah, since 2018, like, what are some of the things that you've been doing? Uh, in the scene yeah um i think there were several shows we got to play out at neighborhood theater that was probably my favorite um, full band uh and we brought in 200 people into the tiny side of that place mm. and we packed it we swing danced swung danced swung a danced <laughs> we were swing dancing um thank you for that face that was great um yeah so we played several bigger shows like that up until um, my last show before COVID hit was March 10th, and I opened for Clark Beckham. Oh, word. Which was really cool. That was like a dream for me. I was I was asking the Lord when I was praying. I was like, I would like that to be my birthday gift this year. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that was really cool. But then COVID shut everything down for the two-week period, which turned into two years, as we all know. Mm-hmm. And we lost a lot more than just momentum for artists. But that Man. was something that was dramatically affected in Man. our community. Yeah. It was like, but... I I think it was you that said this. No, it was somebody I met in the kitchen just recently. Sorry. Um, uh, She was like, I'm really excited to find out in these next couple years what everybody's been cooking during the lockdown, which is what happened. Mm -hmm. So 2018, 2019, played a lot of shows, gained a lot of momentum for live scene music and met several wonderful other artists. Um, And then shutdown happens. And then I started producing like crazy Mm -hmm. work for a company called Songfinch and... Uh, we produce and write songs for people. And uh, and then I was also producing Minute in My Mind, which were minute-long raps about whatever was happening in the world. Mm. I released 10 of those, I think. 
And now, like during that lockdown time, I had plenty of ammunition to come out like swinging. This next one's a song I wish I wrote. Any Chris Stapleton fans? Anybody like Chris Stapleton in here? Solid too. All right. Well, maybe you'll be a fan after this. Maybe you'll just be a Chelsea Locklear fan and a Chris Stapleton fan. Um, the song's called Tennessee Whiskey. Whoa! 
Take his oxygen. Come on. In your Everything first hit, I had a lot of conversations with people who I was talking to. And, you know, obviously I had I had the luxury of, you know, having a business yeah. of my own. Yep. I had the luxury of still working for my church because yeah. even though it was – we weren't gathering. It's a larger church, so we had the Online. means to do, you know, streaming and stuff yep. like that. So my salary didn't change there. Where, where are you? Uh, I'm at University Park Baptist or oh. the park. Okay, okay, um, gotcha. So I had a couple things already going on to where, like, it didn't, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I didn't feel the effects of the pandemic the way a lot of yeah. people who I care about yes. had to feel it. Yeah. Um, but one of the things, the conversation I used to have, like I have a business partner, L. Lambert, who's another L. I like you know L. Saying, another he's a cool amazing guy. artist here yeah. in the city, but he's also an amazing entrepreneur, mm-hmm. just amazing mind. And you know, me and him have been working together he's for a, a long time. And uh, one of the conversations he and I used to have all the time is we say like this time is going to be important because the people who understand productivity. The people who understand action, the people who understand what real hunger is, Mm. the people who understand what real passion is, the people who understand what real desire is. This is the time that they're going to take this moment and reach inside of themselves and really dig for something. Mm. And when the moment or the opportunity presents itself, they're going to come out. And give something, Mm -hmm. you know what I'm saying, that's just going to be a a testament to what you can do with time. Yes. Um, So uh, I'm I'm always interested to hear how people, not just artists and musicians, but how people in general used 
this time yeah. or that time. Yeah. Um, you know, because it's, it's safe to say, although we're not out of, you know, the COVID sure. era, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like the most dramatic part of it. Yeah. Like is, we're definitely not where we were right. you know, two years ago this time. Yeah. I agree so, with you. I definitely nah. think that um, I think that COVID was a really crappy wrapping of some gifts in the middle. Absolutely. Like and and time is a gift 100 mm-hmm. percent and it is to be stewarded. Well, mm-hmm. it really is. Um, so I agree with you very yeah. much. So it was a it was definitely a time, especially a time to recognize like maybe I've not just been doing too much, but too much of the wrong thing. Mm-hmm. And maybe there's some refinement that needs to happen in that mm-hmm. spot of of like, hey, I can actually not do more with my time, but do different with mm-hmm. my time because it's not always about more sometimes, Absolutely. but not always. Sometimes Absolutely. it's just different. Yep. Like actually ask the question, am I doing what I'm supposed to be mm-hmm. doing? And am I loving what I'm doing? Mm-hmm. Or will I love it later? It's just hard now. Yeah, you know, absolutely. So it was definitely it was definitely a refining time. There were absolutely. there were gifts all in that for sure. One hundred percent. Yeah, 100%. I wouldn't. I know without a doubt for myself personally that I would not be the producer that I am today if COVID hadn't happened. Mm. If we hadn't been able to go anywhere. Good, perfect segue. So, talking about you as a producer, mm. as a songwriter, and as an artist. Even before this COVID pandemic happened, let's talk about some of your influences, some of your, you know, your musical heroes, like some of the people who inspire you to Mm -hmm. do what you do and who be who you are. Like, yes. What are some of the inspirations that create what Chelsea Locklear is today? Yes. That is both a beautiful and overwhelming question Mm because there's just so many of them. Mm -hmm. And sometimes what happens is I get hit with 30 names and I can't remember a single one of them. Um, It's like when someone's like, what's your favorite song? And you go, I don't know any song. I don't know a single song. (laughs) Um, What's your favorite song? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) All. Select all. (laughs) Um, So my uh, my parents got, my parents split when I was really young. So I was raised in two different houses. Mm -hmm. I went back and forth all the time. And my dad liked to listen to 80s, 70s and 80s rock and roll, Um, which it wasn't, it's not my favorite, (laughs) but it was an influence. And then my mother loved um, 90s R&B. So like, uh, and late 80s as well. So Mm. like Luther Vandross. Mm. Uh, boys to men, mm-hmm. Brian McKnight. Yeah. Um, and then Buffalo's own Brian McKnight. Brian ain't gonna tell y'all that, but he's from Buffalo. Oh, okay. So you guys are like brothers because you're from the same state. No, no, no. He just he he don't tell enough people he's from Buffalo, but right. Brian's from Buffalo. Okay, cool. Shout out to Brian from Buffalo. <laughs> Sorry about that. I like it. I enjoy it. This is real life. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think on my dad's side, it was more like um, I love Queen. I can't mm-hmm. lie. I love Queen. Yo. Such an incredible, like revolutionary group. Um, and then we'd listen to things like, uh, Tina Turner, um, Elton John was a big one that we played in our house a lot. And then my stepmom loved to listen to Phantom of the Opera. So it was really all over the place, but my ear has always been tickled by hip hop and R&B. Always, always, always. Um, like I remember the first time I heard Lauryn Hill. Mm. <sighs> Changed my life. Mm-hmm. Change my life. Bad thing, bad mm. thing. I was I was gone. Um, and then listening to her in the the is it the Fugees, right? The Fugees, yeah. Which I know they didn't write that song. That song's really old. Mm. But listening listening to their spin on that, I was like, I can't hear it any other way. Yeah. Um, and just the flavor mm-hmm. that came with that. 
um, I noticed it was very natural for me. Um, and I grew up in a very, di- very, very diverse friend group, very, yeah. just from all over the place. A lot of them first generation American and their family were from like the islands. Word. A lot of them like Jamaican, Haitian, all, over, all over the place. But um, their family loved that music, too. Mm-hmm. And so like we'd be jamming. I mean, I remember when Ruben stuttered. I loved hip hop, rap, R&B, mm-hmm. um, anything like that. I still remember the radio station, middle high school, um, the radio station the bus driver would put on um, X1023. I still remember that, and it was, they called it Today's Hits, but it was it was all artists like that. Alicia Keys, huge mm. influence in my life. Um, Tina Turner, Roland, what's that, Rolling Down a River? What is mm-hmm. that song called? Proud Mary. Proud Mary, yeah. which I don't understand why it's called that. Um, <laughs> everybody knows it's the Roland part. Everybody knows that part. <laughs> but, like, that was the first song I remember singing in front of my dad, and I was like, do I sound like her? And he's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, I'd say influences would probably be that. And then modern would definitely be um, Jesse J is a queen. Mm. And Tori Kelly is also a queen. Oh, my God. So Love Tori. Both songwriting, um, passion, and vocal ability. Mm-hmm. That dexter- mm, that flexibility is ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeba? Jeez. Mm-hmm. Yeba's amazing. But like, don't go home, but go home. Yeba's you know amazing. I mean? Another one I like. Uh, um, And actually, the first time I played one of her songs was with... M.A.J. Mm. Um, Madison Ryan Ward. Oh my! She's amazing too. Madison can. She's amazing. She's a. She's another level, man. She is phenomenal. Her and Clark Beckham. I think I see them as similar. Have you ever heard of John Splithoff? No. Nah. You should. I'm gonna text you his stuff. He's please, really. He's really please. good. He sang a song with Madison Ryan Ward, and um, it's called "Show Me," and is really good. Kill it. Yeah. Kill it. Okay. Do you, so. Do you remember Dilemma? Dilemma, dilemma. By um, by Nelly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. song, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So that was a staple of when I was like, I got to do this. Word. Yeah. That was like, ow. Yeah. Uh, uh, ow. <laughs> it was number seven on that album. I remember that. Yeah. That's what's up. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. No, 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 no. That's what's up. But I mean, that's, that's, that's what I wanted to know. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I wanted to know about, you know, your influences and you know, everything that's in the pot of gumbo that makes it is definitely gumbo. Your song, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, but that's good, you know, because uh, yeah. that's what makes you as well-rounded as you are. Mm-hmm. That's what makes you as, um, you know, like you're not like a cookie-cutter artist. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. it's not like a – there are no like Chelsea Locklear clones. You know what I'm saying? And Chelsea Locklear is not a clone of anybody either. So, right. Um, I think it's important to, you know, kind of get insight to what all contributes to that. Yeah. So that's that's what that's amazing. Uh, this next one, I hope you all know, September by Earth, Wind and Fire. Um, it's one of my. Yeah. You like that one? Cool. Uh, this is one of my favorite songs. And um, a couple years ago, I love to put things in halftime. So I love to produce as well. And I was like, this song needs to be an R&B track like 90s late early 2000s R&B so that was what we did and this is my take on September by Earth, Wind and Fire and if you hear body ahs and you want to sing feel free to body ah with us (laughs) okay
first night of September. Love was changing the minds of pretenders while chasing the clouds away. Our hearts were ringing in the key that our souls were singing as we danced in the night. Remember. True love we shared that day. Come on. We're singing party Say to you, remember. Party Dancing in September. Party Never was a cloudy day. My thoughts are with you. Holding hands with your heart to see you. As we dance in the night, remember the true love we shared that day. Now December, all the love we shared in September, only blue talking love, remember, we couldn't quite get away. As a songwriter, so you have songs, you have music out, yeah. original music yeah. out. Um, tell us about some of your original music. Yeah. One that you just released and performed today. That yes. Was amazing. Thank you. It's called Sabbath. It came out three weeks ago. We're about to hit 10,000 streams. I've never done that before, which I think for some people, they're like, what? And I'm like, no, that's a lot for me, um, especially just being local. Like, yeah. I'm not on the radio. So mm-hmm. to me, is huge deal. Um, Sabbath. The most recent, um, the one before that was Leave Me Lonely. That came out in uh, 2019. I released a cover of, of September last year, mm-hmm. um, which is more of an R&B flavor to mm-hmm. to a song that everybody loves. So if you're going to cover something, like especially that big, yeah. make it your own. <laughs> Don't Absolutely. do it the same um, is how I think about it. But, yeah, I've got an album that came out in 2018 that I played every instrument on that album. That's like super dope. It, is, it was dope. It was also creatively exhausting, but in a good way. Mm-hmm. You know how they say to throw spaghetti at the wall to see if it's done? Mm-hmm. I feel like creatively I literally, like, boiled all the spaghetti I'd ever found in my life, and I just threw it. Mm-hmm. And some of it was done and some of it wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but there was nobody else's brain on that project. Mm-hmm. And so when you listen to that, it's like that was me um, and who I was in that moment, but also figuring out who I wanted to become. Yeah. That whole album from 2018 is called From Me to You. Yeah. It was just me trying to become who I wanted to be. So what would you say about the growth between From Me to You mm-hmm. to Sabbath? 
Mm. I think first first off would be production is on another level. Mm. Um, also, collaboration is on another level because I had someone help with production. Jason Grillo helped quite a lot. It would not be what it is without him. Um, there's other background vocalists on it. Uh, and I had it professionally mixed and mastered. So I guess what I mean is tell us about the growth. As an artist? Yeah, your growth mm-hmm. between I think those two projects. my answer is actually that's part of what I mean mm-hmm. is the collaboration mm-hmm. is something I didn't know that was okay. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, and recognizing that other people are better at things than I am. Mm-hmm. And that's not a threat. That's a great thing. Absolutely. Um, so part of the growth as an artist was recognizing, like, I really want community. I want to do this with other people. Mm-hmm. I was raised to do it by myself. Yeah. But I'm like, that's not right. Mm-hmm. So I think that's one of the biggest things. And then songwriting-wise, I think I went from in 2018 to 2022, I went through finding my sound. Mm-hmm. And I think I've learned how to emulate other people. I've learned how to mix things. But Sabbath is my sound. That is that is through and through my sound. Mm. That is how I that's how I want to do things. I I am someone who will rap and sing at the same time. Like mm. that's just what I do. I only had uh, two tracks like that out of out of twelve mm. on my original album. So I think it's a lot of my it, like if I were to sit my lay my head on a pillow at night and be like oh, I did well. Sabbath would be it. Mm. Not that the other thing wasn't done well. It was, it was done very well. It just I was still figuring it out. Absolutely. So that's been the biggest growth. Like I know what I I know my sound now mm-hmm. significantly better. Talk to us more about about Sabbath, about yeah. how that song came about, mm-hmm. what the thought process behind it, what the feeling behind it was. Sure. With the heart of the song. In yeah, it. for yeah. sure. It's uh it's one of my most favorite and challenging I've ever written. But uh the past three years I've been learning about rest. Mm-hmm. And how I used to work seven days a week. And I was raised thinking that was normal. um, Because for a lot of people it is. Um, But then I started hearing things like, hey, God designed you to rest. I'm like, what? What do you mean? Mm. We mean sit still? Like a whole day? What Mm. what does that mean? Um, So for the past three years, it's been learning about, like, God's intention for, even for our body, you Mm. know? Like, are we supposed to go and grind until you die? Mm. That doesn't sound like living. That sounds like grinding. <laughs> you know, like those aren't synonymous to me. Um, and then three years into that learning journey, last fall, I was brushing my teeth at one in the morning. That's my normal bedtime. One to two. Um, I am an artist through and through. So early. <laughs> so early. Oh, my God. How have I ever heard that? Um, every not creative person is like, oh, my God, you don't get enough sleep. And I'm like, yeah, I do. I just wake up later than you. Do. Right. Exactly. Um, yeah. I'm more productive at night. But that, ha- that song felt like a gift because it just happened. And they don't always happen like that for me. Mm. So brushing my teeth. And it was just like, I make pay, but I pay That's the stupidest thing. Mm. Like, we actually do that. We make paper to buy more paper. Mm-hmm. This is so dumb. <laughs> but, like, I do that, mm-hmm. you know? Um, and then there was a bunch of other uh, metaphors that came to mind to talk about our, like, our cyclical way of life and and how we will, like, we will fight to the death for things that make us feel alive, that make us die faster. Mm. And it's just, like, I, I got overwhelmed in a moment, and I had to go in my studio and I was in there until 2.30 in the morning mm-hmm. and I was like I can't go to sleep I yeah. can't I gotta put it down yeah. so I, I tracked the basic scratch but yeah that was the basic theme was like man something's not right you know so the quality of life is I would not call it abundant at all 
you know, I'd call it full of stories, but like, are they stories I want to have? I don't know. So it was a def- it was a time of reflection and continues to be that too. Yeah, it's a good question. Like, uh, we're addicted to caffeine to keep us awake, and we don't sleep enough. Like those things are so true in a lot of people's lives. Yeah, definitely in my own too. As I have coffee sitting next to me. I wasn't gonna say nothing about the coffee. Yeah, sure. no, I we. Then I'll the tell them. I'll be honest. I drink coffee like three times, three <laughs> times a week, four times a week. But yeah, it was a massive question for me. It still feels like a challenge. Everybody no, 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 that hears you. it, everybody that hears it is like. That's a really good question. I'm like, yeah, same. I've been wrestling for years with it. Yeah. So felt like a summation of a lot of questions that have been happening. Ah, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, it's a it's an amazingly beautiful song. You Thank know you. what I'm saying? Um, it translated really well mm. in this setting. Um, sounds even crazier, you know, on record. Yeah. And I look yeah, forward to, well. you know, hearing more of it and hearing yeah. more iterations of it. Live yeah. band, full band, yeah. all that. Uh, and for all of you listening, you should absolutely make sure you log on to wherever you get your music and stream Sabbath by Sabbath by Chelsea Locklear. You know what I'm saying? S A B B A T H. You know what I'm saying? Not Black Sabbath. Just, <laughs> Just Sabbath. Sabbath. Just Sabbath. Yeah. Speaking of that, for those who are listening, for those who um, are new fans, have not had a chance to. Um, see you live yet and haven't had a chance to connect with you how do people find you yeah um the the best place would probably be instagram honestly mm-hmm. uh and it's going to look like chelsea sings a lot mm-hmm. uh, that is my tag on everything so chelsea c-h-e-l-s-e-a and then sings a lot there you go yeah that's the best place you get a lot of updates there you go to my website too chelsea locklear music.com boom yeah boom. And it's just Chelsea Locklear on all streaming platforms yep. as well. All streaming platforms, just Chelsea Locklear. That. So y'all, please make sure that y'all connect with Chelsea. Yes, um, I have a feeling we'll be seeing more of her. And um, yeah, definitely lock in with her, tap in with her. Amazing person, amazing artist, amazing talent. Before we get out of here, what is something that you, for people who either have seen you perform live and have probably already been following you and for people who are new to you. Um, If there was something that you wanted everybody who experiences your music, everybody who sees you in passing or everybody who finds you on any streaming platform, if there was something that you wanted everybody to take home or take with them about you, Something that they that you want people to know about you, just across the board. Yeah. What's what's one of the most important things that you want people to know about you? That is a great question. Mm-hmm. I like it, Tim. I, you know, I tried. That was a good one. That was existential. <laughs> whether whether in passing or for someone who sticks around or is new. I think I want everybody that hears any piece of my music to know that it might it might not have been literally their name that crossed my mind, but I think about people when I write. Mm. Like I I genuinely don't do this just for me. I can't say I don't do any of it for me because I enjoy it. I love it. It it, it lights me up, you know. Um, but I really do consider the audience, and that is that's one of the biggest parts of my heart is considering the people who listen. Like I really care. I yeah. care a lot. That's dope. Yeah. Whether playing or not, I care a lot. Beautiful. 
Yeah. Beautiful. That's dope. Mm. That's uh, that's big, and I feel like that's something that people can see. You know. Good. I, I hope mean, so. I feel like even if they hadn't heard that from you, I feel like hearing that from you after having seen you. I feel like it's like, oh yeah, I, I definitely get that. Yeah, I definitely get that. So that's that's amazing. That's amazing. So y'all heard it here first. Um, Chelsea Locklear, tap in once again. Thank you guys for tuning into the uh, Music Everywhere Sessions on Sixteen podcast. Um, be on the lookout for more of these, and uh, just stay tuned in uh, because we got a lot more for you uh, leading up to. 2023's Charlotte Shout. So, oh yeah. Tune in, and we will catch you next time. This is our last song. Um, this next one is called Sabbath, and it is one that I released three weeks ago. Um, I'm really, I'm excited about it. Playing it acoustic definitely makes me nervous, but I think it's going to be a real good time. Um, it's an attempt to question all the busyness that we like to idolize, honestly. We all just need to take a break sometimes. Um, so I hope you enjoy it. And I hope it, it asks the right question for you. It's only a minute 40. So hopefully it's not too long. So I paper, spending time and wasted later. Tell me, oh please tell me where is the sin? Go to school to prove I'm foolish, rocking dead like it's the coolest. I can't wrap my mind around this yet. Maybe we should chill for a second. We're so weary souls from the grind. Break the caffeine addiction and make sleep prioritized. Perhaps it's something different Wait a half more peace of mind I'ma stop being a hypocrite Stop making an idol of busyness Make a Sabbath, he commanded it Yeah, I'ma take a Sabbath seat Call for well, the church For seek feet to promote works Is anyone now seeing what I see? I'm not saying I do this right either, but I see the pattern and I hear the teacher saying, if your soul is tired, come to me. I've got everything that you need. Maybe we should chill for a second. We're still weary souls from the grind. Break the caffeine addiction and make sure you prioritize. Perhaps it's something different. Wait a half more peace of mind. I'ma stop being a hypocrite. I'm making the idol of busyness. Take a Sabbath, he commanded it. Yeah, I'ma take a Sabbath. Yeah, I'ma stop being a hypocrite. Stop making the idol of busyness. Take a Sabbath, he commanded it. Yeah, I'ma take a Sabbath. Yeah, I'ma stop being a hypocrite. Stop making the idol of busyness. Sabbath, he commanded it. Yeah, I'ma take a Sabbath. Oh, I'ma stop being a hypocrite. Stop making an idol of busyness. Take a Sabbath, he commanded it. Yeah, I'ma take a Sabbath, please.